Good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. Uh, welcome to HealthierLife.tv. And in fact, this is the health angle. Uh, we have some sad news. This is actually going to be the last health angle. Um, but let me explain. We, on Fridays, we have HealthierLife.tv and we talk about health and wellness and things like that. Um, and we're moving anything to do with sport. We're actually going to move either to the Friday or we may do in intermittent ones during the week. Uh, much shorter um, and more punchy and getting to the point much quicker. And, uh, yeah, that's how we're going to do it. So it's not, you know, we're still doing the same material, but we're going to do it in a slightly different way for the rest of the week. Friday remains the same. Wednesdays will be about um, entrepreneurship and business and mindset. So uh, we're keeping, the, keeping it going on Wednesdays, but it just changes its uh, what we're talking about. So, um, but welcome to today. You know, um, we deal with all aspects of uh, fitness, sports, health and wellness on, on uh, Fridays and HealthyLife.tv. Today, we're going to talk about the vital steps injured athletes fail to observe. OK, in other words, there are protocols. So I'm going to let um, young Warren speak first and uh, tell me what um, how you feel about how people face injuries? They don't. <laughs> people don't deal with injuries very well. <laughs> they really don't, especially, especially men. Um, yeah. No, but jokes aside, yeah, pe people don't. And um, even athletes typically don't really deal with, with injuries too well. They kind of, they, um, they leave it to the professionals, the other professionals to help help them overcome their injuries. And then those that don't have other professionals to help them overcome their injuries, like amateur athletes and things like that, they struggle through it. But they mm -hmm. they don't you know they don't uh, they don't enlighten themselves. They don't they don't up upskill themselves. And what I mean, I'll give you an example of this what I'm talking about is yesterday I started to work with some um, amateur boxers here that that are preparing for the national championships. I was asked to do some conditioning work with them and stuff like that, leading up to the cha the national champs. So I've got three boxes I'm working with. And um, the one girl, she's there's two boys and a girl. And the girl, she's got she's got early early symptoms of arthritis on her spine, her lower, her lower lumbar region. And um, I was explaining to her that when I was in traction in 2006 because of my, for my spine because of a, of a training injury, I went and did some research myself after the fact. I started to look, look into and ask questions and figure out what was going on. Why, why did all the muscles down, my, down my, the lower end of my spine and across my hips, just all the muscles and tendons just tear? Why, why would they just do that? And um, I did some research into it and figured out what, what was happening and asked the right people. And I, I, I more or less found out why and therefore thereafter understood how I could prevent that from happening again. Um, whereas most athletes really are just too lazy to do that. So, you know, they, they kind of leave everything on the, on the responsibility of this, their support people as opposed to trying to figure it out themselves. And then when you figure out yourself, your mental, your mental approach to the whole injury changes instantaneously. 
know, when you come up with the answers yourself or you, you figure out why and, and you take it upon yourself to figure out why, immediately the, your approach to that injury changes because your, your mental perspective, your mental fortitude has now improved. So this is the way I look at it, you know, and uh, this is the way I see it, and just, just from experience as well. Yeah, because I mean, we're we're not we're not only talking about professional athletes. You you mentioned a amateurs, and uh, most of us are amateur. Um, and um, we're talking about you, meaning everyone on here, because yeah. we we all pick up injuries. We pick them up whether we're doing sport, whether we're doing lifting. It could be just getting out of bed in the morning. You you've done something during the the night. And that's that's one of the worst ones. Where did that come from? <laughs> but um, so it's, it refers to everyone. I mean, yeah, we, we're, we're talking about professional athletes and things like that. They have not only have protocols in place how to, to deal with these injuries, but they also have the professional. They're surrounded by professionals. OK, so it could be it could be that someone needs surgery. So they'll deal with the doctor first um, and then they'll do, deal with the therapist. Or the physiotherapist, you know, to get them moving and flexible again, and, and but then they've got to move on, and and this is this is this is probably where they get let down, and that's dealing with a, a strength and conditioning coach. Okay, now the professionals obviously have got that all in line, ready to go. Uh, the amateur, hopefully, he knows someone who can do that and help him or her, and um, but this is where where it all falls down. Now the other thing, the biggest factor is the injured person themselves, all right? So um, because they have to play the game. Now, let me give you an example of what I mean. Uh, when I was 21, a long time ago, it was a long time ago, but what year would that be? 1976, okay? Remember it like it was yesterday. Um, at that point, I was a very good footballer, scoring lots of goals. I was through on goal. The ball went slightly too far forward than I wanted it to go. And a friend of mine who was in goal for the other side came out, absolutely took me out as if there was no tomorrow. He, he, he didn't even look at the ball, he just took me out. And he didn't get called a foul even. However, what happened was I, I um, uh, damaged my uh, ankle ligaments um, and I was in agony. I had to, you know, obviously hobble off and whatever. And, and um, if you know anything about ankle ligaments, it takes quite a long time to get over it. Well, okay. Did I seek advice? No. Okay. That's number one. I didn't even go to the, ho the hospital. There was no cut. There was no cut or a bit of swelling. But it was, it was obviously quite a reasonable um, ankle ligament sprain or strain or however you, however you want to look at it. And so I didn't go to see a professional. And... I came back playing after five weeks. Oh. Yes. Okay. Now, uh, was there a pain threshold? Yes, there was. Um, did I get over it? Yes, I did. But it probably took me about another three months of playing at half pace, right, to be able to get back to playing. I did get over it. But if I'd stayed off and if I'd done a little bit of research, Maybe it's because I was young, I was 21, just thought I was invincible. Um, but um, if I'd gone and spoken to a professional, took a bit of advice, uh, followed maybe a protocol that someone will put in place or tell me about, um, then I could have been back 
six weeks earlier properly, maybe, you know, and and that's what you've got to think about. You you look. The bottom line is we are not professional about our own bodies most of the time, and we don't don't we don't take well to advice. We think we know the best, and uh, I think you know you speak to anybody who's been in sports long enough. They've all had their little period of time where they've not listened to people, you know, and uh, gone their own way. And, you know, we're not saying professionals are right all the time because they're not, but they're, they're right a lot more times than we are on our own. Yeah. So, and that's why you've got to listen to them. And then once you've listened to one or two, you can then make your own mind up which way you want to go. And you, you accept what they say or you don't. If you don't and it all goes wrong, you just say your hands up, totally be there, my, my fault. Um. You know, obviously, if you've been on the show, you'll know that I, I um, injured my calf muscle. I've got a tear in my calf muscle. It happened three weeks ago today. I came back after a week to, to referee again, running on the line, which is a, is a different thing to referee in, in the middle. But when you're on the line, it's all stop, start, sprint all the time. And um, whereas in the first game, it went after one minute, it took 15 minutes, 10 to 15 minutes before it went this time. Okay. And uh, I went, oh, my God. I thought it'd gone. I really honestly thought it'd gone because I was, you know, doing jogging on it and everything. I thought it was fine. So, again, it's, it's something you have to take into account. Now, now I've done the research. And, you, you know, for, for my tear, it's a, a number two. It's not number one. It's the, I would say it's a number two. So that could take four to eight weeks. Now I've plumbed, I've plumbed for six weeks. Um, maybe not enough. We'll soon find out, won't we? But um, you know, I've done quite a bit of research on it, and and, and I've I've got to listen and look and I'm trying to find out all the things I can do to make it easier on myself and get fitter, quicker, in the right way, you know. And um, as I say, it's um, so I'm paying more attention now. I suppose at age sixty-five, I should really, shouldn't I? Should be a little bit wiser and more prudent, right? <laughs> <laughs> so um but again going back to these protocols um these protocols these sport protocols are integral in ensuring athletes remain healthy and capable of safely performing at the highest level and that's and that's what it's all about so um you won't i'll tell you what now in the professional game in, in the premiership in the football that you will not see people come back too early and even been out for a long time when they come back they can get injured again. Maybe it's and, a, a what they call injury. Yeah, yeah. And you can you can come back and come back too hard, mm-hmm. and then when you go to play properly, you can pull another muscle somewhere else. Maybe not as bad, but it, you're out then for another two or three weeks. You know, and it's like it can be a bit like a, the old uh, hamster wheel if you're not careful. Would you agree with that? Warren? Of course, yeah. It just becomes a vicious cycle, right? One 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 injury after the next, which is what got me into the into the health health profession in the first place, in the health and fitness yeah. profession. In, in the day, in, way back in nineteen, what was it nineteen ninety nine? That's when I first got into the industry, and that's why because I was constantly getting injured. Yeah, you know, I'd get over one injury, and the next injury would set in, and then and then I'd get over that injury, and then the next injury would set in. Yeah. So I, I studied so I could understand what was going on within my body. But I, I also I also understand that Paul that before you get onto the protocol, but I also understand that 
not everybody is as inquisitive as perhaps I am or you are. Yeah, not everybody's curious about things that they are dealing with in the in the in the battle of it. You know, in the middle of something, they they kind of get lost between you know they can't see the woods for the trees. You know, when they're in the middle of the thing, in the middle of whatever they're experiencing, and when they get an injury, they just they don't have the the ability to to be curious enough or to be um, inquisitive enough to figure out what it is that they're doing. And and we're like when what happened to you in 1976, life was very different back then. Oh yeah, you know, life was very different. Yeah, you know, not only was football very different. I mean, the fact that the goalkeeper came out and 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 literally body checked you like that. No, no, he came out feet first and took took my ankle. I mean, that was a, what he did. That was a different a different game then. Yeah, and plus, when you weren't necessarily well, expected to go and figure out for yourself what was going on, you would just literally put your leg up. If you put it on ice, that was like that was like, you know, if, if you put your ankle on ice and you rested it elevated, yeah, as we would say today, rice, you yeah, rest. Yeah, yeah. Rest, ice compression and elevation. If you did that in 1976, you were a professional, man. You you yeah. you, the, <laughs> you, the, you were the dog's bollocks, you know. Yeah. So um, life was very different back then. So I understand yeah. what you're saying about what what yeah. you did or did not do and what you could have could and didn't do in those days because you can't really say that in hindsight. Yeah, you know, in retrospect, you can't really say that today because 2020 is a completely different environment. Um, it's so much easier to go do your research today. So. I, I always, I always look. Another example is like when I moved to Germany in 1994. I moved to a small town in the foothills of the Black Forest. And um, man, when people heard that there was this white South African in their town, I was like, I was like the, the bee's knees. I was the flavor of the month mm. when I arrived. Yeah, you know, everybody wanted to know about this white South African. Because people had never heard of a white South African. They had heard of South Africans and black Africans. But the fact that there was a white South African and the first African to be in their town, in their little town, and he's white, there was, you know, it was because there was no internet in those days. You know, there wasn't, there wasn't um, windows or anything like that. There was no Wi-Fi. There was nothing in those days. So people had absolutely no idea except for what the news, what they saw in the news or maybe the newspaper. Yeah. So, um and I look back in there in 1994, that's not a long time ago, really. And how, if you look at how easy it is to attain information these days, how simple and how quickly you can get all the information you want at yeah. the touch of a button, it's crazy that people don't actually take a little bit of time and actually go and do it. Just yeah. be curious for a moment in your life and actually figure out why do, you have, do I have this injury and. Now, don't self-diagnose, but at least be curious and, and find out what the possibilities are yeah? or what the reasoning is, potentially. Yeah. yeah. One, I mean, one of, one of the, the problems, you know, obviously I said about speaking to professionals, and that, uh, they normally commonly agree on uh, what the, the athlete needs to do to re-engage in sport. However, where they are poles apart is on the methods, okay, and there's no congruency. So um, it's very important that you put a good team together. Even if you're just a, just an amateur, that you have people that are on your way, same wavelength, you know. And um, as I say, I mean, you know, the, the one they miss out is the strength and conditioning coach. 
You know, they think once once they've been to the doctor, doctor says you've got to do this, they then go to the physiotherapist, um, you know, and they think that's it. Oh, yeah, I'm ready. I'll just leave it a few weeks now and I'll start. No. No, 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 no. It doesn't work like that. I mean, some believe that, you know, when a previously repaired joint is uh, structurally sound, it's ready. you're ready to go. You're capable of moving through the different parts of the protocol and it, every range of motion and things like that. Whereas others believe an athlete must be at or above the same level before they got injured, you know, to be ready. There's, there's different camps. And uh, I prefer B, I've got to say, you've got to get back to some normality or very near to where you were before, before you start thinking about getting back. Because if you don't, you'll break down, you know, uh, that's how I see it. So... You've got, to, you've got to try to get as close to where you were before the injury as possible. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it may, it may, you think about it, it makes sense, you know, yeah. so to, to do that. So, um, yeah. But uh, have you ever used a, a strength and conditioning coach? <laughs> I have, actually. Yeah, when I, when, I, um, when I injured my spine, when I injured my back and my hips, I, I was very fortunate that I had a, an ex um, powerlifting strength and conditioning coach is one of my trainers. He was one of the trainers that worked, worked with me. So I used him as part of my rehabilitation. And then I had a few couple of, a few Filipinos that were physiotherapists and also trainers. So they're qualified physiotherapists, but trainers as well. So I used their skills and skill sets and learned a lot from them. You know? um, it's, I was very blessed in that, that regard that like when I had that significant injury, um, yeah, I did have a very strong team around me. But I wasn't an athlete. I wasn't an athlete then. When 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 I when I injured my knees when I was playing rugby, and I injured my knees, I had no one around me to support me. I had no one to actually give me guided advice and and information and that, you know, uh, because rugby was an amateur game in those days. Yeah. So and I had nobody, and I had to literally give up playing rugby because of because I didn't know what to do with my knees. And it's yeah, that was yeah, that was tough. Yeah, I mean, look, the first thing I mean, once once you're starting to get over an injury and you've been through the doctor, maybe you've had a little bit of surgery, right? Yeah. And um, they'll probably give you some kind of plan to stick to. Um, but when you actually get back out on the running track or on the football field or or just training, you are going to have to go through a pain barrier. There's a there is a pain stage. And there is no way to avoid it. Because there's pain, it doesn't mean to say you're not ready. It's just your body needs a bit of coaxing along to let you know, look, I want to get back get back to fitness. But you'll know you've got to one of the biggest things is awareness. You've got to be aware of your body and and ease it through. Ease it through the pain stage before you start up in up in the ante. You know? Yeah. Um, I mean, physical therapists have to can do wonderful jobs uh, and restorings of uh, basic neuromuscular stuff and the coordination. So, you know, but at the end of the day, it's you that has to do the work. Right? There's, also, there's, 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 there's also one, one other, one other aspect to this and add, and add on to that is that even if you're doing it by yourself and you, and you used to say, you learn, you become in tune with your body and you learn to listen to your body and that, Think about it from this point of view. If you're a footballer and you do your ankle in or your calf or your mm -hmm. hamstring, typically an ankle is, 
is from an external force that causes an ankle injury. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is, yeah. You have a quick turn, and as you twist, as you twist and you turn, especially for people that are playing on like four G pitches and things like that, from what I've been, what I've heard, it's very, it's very difficult to to turn quickly and launch off your position on a dime without risking injuring yourself. It's you know, it puts a lot of stress on your ankles and things like that. So if this happens, it's typically the reason why you hurt your ankle. But if you hurt your, let's say you do your, your calf in or your hamstring, what, what many people will start to do, and especially, especially footballers, I find, um, is that they will, and swimmers for this matter, they will wait for the recovery. They will do the recovery. They will feel, they will think, okay, I feel better now. But what they, what they miss out on is, is, strengthening the muscles around that injury mm. okay getting those muscles that are around the injury strong because if you think about it why did you injure yourself in the first place there could be too much load on one area which you're not capable of holding yeah and why are you not capable of holding are your hip flexors i'm just using it as an example okay mm -hmm. hypothetical example are your hip flexors too strong and not flexible enough are, you, are your hamstring muscles too weak because you, and your hip flexors are too strong, and that causes the muscle to tweak like that and pull and snap and tear, whatever. If that, whatever that case is, you're going to start to work, figure out what muscles need to be strengthened around that hamstring. So you can rest the hamstring muscle. Yeah. Remember, your hamstrings are five muscles, all right? Mm -hmm. You can rest that hamstring muscle, but you can still keep the other muscles around that area strong. But you're not going to go do the same exercises that you were doing before when you were playing football. You're going to do something different. Yeah. So you're not going to go jump on a pitch and start running around and doing shuttle runs and all kinds of stuff like that. You're not going to go jump in a pool because you've got a rotator cuff injury and, and carry on swimming. You you need to do something else. Yeah. So this is, I, I find as well that many athletes, they, they negate that part of it. You know, they think, well, I'm going to just go back and do what I know to do. And they end up causing more long-term injury through wear and tear and repetitive use rather than, Figuring out, okay, what muscles lie around that injury? How can I keep those muscles strong by doing different exercises? And then that way, allow my injury to heal faster. And then when it does heal, those muscles that support that, that area, okay, are able to support that injury so mm -hmm. that, that that muscle doesn't go again or that tendon doesn't go again. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, so absolutely. Yeah. So this is yeah. a – yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, look, the, the, the biggest hurdle, as I said, mentioned before, is the athlete themselves. They have to make a decision that they're ready to regain full strength. They have to, they're ready to train. They're ready to get ready to perform um, and get back to the activities that they love doing. You know, it's, um, but um, you might be ready to train, but not ready to perform. That's the other thing as well. So, it, you, you know, you've got to do things gradually. You watch when professional footballers are coming back; they don't rush them back. They're 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 assets, you know. Yes. Uh, and they and most times they actually look after assets, and they won't they won't rush them back, you know. Um, and it is a fine balancing act. There's no doubt about it. You you know. Well, that, uh, that's 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 one of the great things about European professional sports and typically in general. I think I know. I'm, I mean, don't quote me on this, and I might be wrong in my assumption here, but if you look at, and, and I know this from, from um, documentaries and researchers and, and interviews, 
you look at North American sports, very often those athletes are rushed back way too quickly. Oh, yeah. They mm. pick up an injury, especially like in NFL is, and baseball, because they're such, they're such big money games that they can't afford for those their star players to be out for a period of time longer than, say, three, two, three weeks. Yeah. And they end up rushing them back in and they just, they're pumping them full of whatever, you know, and those guys end up just having ex excessive long-term injuries, chronic chronic inflammation and many, <laughs> and all their yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I've changed, I keep tweaking my own personal health protocol. Uh, and um, I'll tell you one thing I did notice, though, that, um, and I've, I've just, I, I did notice the other day, but I just remembered it again, was the fact that I used to stretch every single day. And about two months ago, I stopped doing that. So that may have some, something to do with um, my injury. So whereas I was used to doing it every day, I was just literally doing it on the days I had matches. So only a couple of times a week. Why, why do you think it was? I don't know. Um, I, I think, you know, if sometimes you've got a little bit of an unsettled life, sometimes you get knocked out of your um, your patterns and your um, and your routines very easily, yeah. you know. Yeah. When, I, when I'm settled, or, you know, uh, it's very hard to knock me out of those patterns. Okay. So it could be something to do with that. But look, yeah, yeah. the bottom line is you can't cheat a full rehab process. Okay, there is a complete process. It's not just the part process, you know. And and, and, and also again, Paul, there's you got to many people that are going to be listening to this and watching this podcast are going to be in our generation or my generation and your generation. Yeah. yeah? And you got to you got to factor in the fact that you're no longer young anymore. And your body doesn't recover as quickly as it used to. Period. Yeah. Um, unless you're in absolute supreme health and fitness and your body is completely clean, you, yeah. the likelihood of you being able to recover as quickly as you did when you were in your 20s and 30s, it's just not, it's not, it's not, what's what I'm looking for? It's not a, it's, yeah, it's, it's just, it's not practical to think that way. you got to, you got to think. I can see where you're coming from. I, I mean, to be fair, I actually do make rapid recoveries. Um, but this one's, uh, I think this one's a little bit different. So, but no, uh, I'm saying also, again, in, in, in light of this, the fact that you haven't been stretching for a while as well. Yeah. 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 So this is another factor that your stretching is so important and I stress on it all the time. It's, it's yeah. imperative that you stretch. Yeah. And you should be stretching. There's no reason not to stretch every day. Even no, no, I, I, mean, I, I used to have a set pattern about what I used to listen to while I was stretching. So it was like oh, a, sure. it was ingrained in me. And all of a sudden yeah. I stopped for no reason. I think I, I know the reason why. But yeah. <coughs> I mean, the other thing you've got to think about is that when someone gets injured, they have fear, doubt and worry. Mm -hmm. You know, they they fear that it might happen again. They, they doubt their, their ability to get back to where they were. And they and they worry for the future, you know. And and I think one of the, one of the biggest things is your mindset, not not a stupid mindset that you try and cover everything up. Just saying, oh, I'm you know I'm positive I'm going to get well and all that because that's fine. But you have to be aware of, of everything that goes along with an injury, yeah, and not be stupid about it. 
know you're going to get back, but it's going to take some time. And there's no guarantees with the amount of time because everyone's different. Everyone's unique. You know, and the one thing we try and avoid is break the breakdown. The breakdown could be harder than the injury. You know, because if you think you're on, you're you're flying and you're on the way back, yeah, and then you get a breakdown, you can, you know, it could be devastating. So yeah. mentally, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. Um, there's a there's a a guy from my my hometown area, um, Patrick Lambie. <laughs> Pat Lambie, he played for South Africa, he played rugby for South Africa. And um, he, was a, he was a very talented athlete. And he had a he had a very bad, he picked up a very bad concussion from playing against, when he was playing against Ireland one day. And ironically, the guy that caused the concussion is from South Africa. <laughs> and he plays for Ireland. And he caused, he, he basically caused the concussion. And so Pat, Pat was out of rugby, out of, the game for quite a while and it took him a while to recover and come back and then he picked up another head injury and he was playing for for Racing in, um, in the French League top 14 and he actually disclosed that he didn't just he didn't disclose to the doctors how he was feeling when he was playing in the towards the end of the season towards for the championships yeah because yeah. he wanted to help the team yeah. succeed and he didn't disclose to the to the, to the doctors and everybody, the, you know, the, the the medical team exactly what symptoms he was experiencing. And he knew what the, what they were. He just didn't want to disclose it. And yeah. he played through that. And now he's had to retire. He's had to retire because the doctor said to him, "If you take one more hard block to the head, that could be you for the rest of your life." Yeah. You know? And yeah. So and I think about that. And I think what. What must that do to a young man's mental mental stability? You know, you are at the prime of your your professional career. You're playing. You're earning good money playing for a club in France, and you you play for your national team. And now you you've had to retire early because you didn't pay you didn't pay due to, due, due to the signs that were you know, presented to you. The, the head was telling him that yeah. can't take any more knocks. Yeah, I need to rest. Uh, it's a so, shame. I, mean, I, I suppose if something like that happened to me, I, I would say, right, well, let's make good out of what's happening here and become the best head specialist there is at sports. You well, know, he, he might yeah, do. I mean, he, he's a bright kid, and he's now becoming become a kicking consultant. Yeah, so he's a kicking consultant, and that, yeah. and he's a he's a he's a bright kid. He's he's he may be looking into that as a future profession for himself yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't, I wouldn't put a past him yeah went just slightly off, off off the it's not really off subject but plyometrics mm -hmm. you know what that is plyometrics yeah yeah, yeah. why okay. well because i've never heard of it until today oh really no never yeah. heard of it i mean okay now, plyometrics is yeah go on i'll let you, you yeah, carry on, sorry carry on I thought you had finished. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. Carry on. No, no. I mean, and that's all I'm. I mean, just want you to explain maybe to our audience what plyometrics is. Yeah, well, plyometrics is kind of like it's when you do explosive movements, um, and very often in a jumping form. You know, you can also do plyometric push-ups, for example. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's a very it's an explosive movement, and but it, it does put a lot of stress on the joints on the body. You know. Yeah. 
Uh, it's a very great, it's great for stimulating the central nervous system. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I wouldn't advise people do plyometrics more than two, three days a week. Yeah. At most, even, even professionally. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, what I would, the reason I mentioned that is because when you get back to something like your original state before you were injured, you were probably in really good uh, nick. Okay. Mm-hmm. And before you get back to playing or running or, you know, the, the real top stuff that you do, your own top stuff, um, maybe you should think about something explosive and exerting maximum force on your body before you get back so that you know that your body can take the, take the strain. That's, yes. that, that's what I was aiming at, you know. Yeah. 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 I mean, the, one it's of the big test. Yeah, yeah. There's, I mean, there are. I mean, there was the, the when I was doing my research, there's a bit about data driven um, tests you can do. And I'm not going to go into that at all because it's not for this audience. And, and I don't mean it disrespectfully because it's not for me either. <laughs> so, but you know, they're obviously that, that's more for the professional game. And they really look at all the data, you know, data, data, whatever it is, you know. Um, but that's, a, that's a, a something for the professionals. But the, what the for us, the biggest thing for us is communication. It's communication between um, our mind and our body. It's a communication between uh, us and have the professionals that we're dealing with. Again, going back to that head injury thing, you've got to tell them everything. You must tell them everything because they will know something that you don't. Yes. Yeah. And that, if he's taken heed of that, take a little bit more time off, been under a little bit more observation, he may be in playing now. Look, no, he, he knew. He just didn't want to disclose it because he... Oh, he, right. He, Sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah because he, he understood the risk of if he was not playing, they he wanted to help the team achieve their goal. You know, and it was all about the team. It had nothing to... He took himself completely out the, out the equation for the wrong reasons, not for the right reasons, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, I think... I, I think oh, yeah, so honesty is a big thing, but, but the question that someone who's injured needs to ask himself is, where is it that I want to go? What is my outcome? Yeah. Okay. And if you need to do certain things with professionals or not do certain things, then you need to do that. You know, don't spoil the end game, in other words. The end game is more important than now. True. You know? True. That's, that's, yeah, that's a very prudent way to look at things. It's very wise. And, and the guy, going, back, going back to things as well, you know, it, you've got, as I say, ready to train, ready to perform. Okay. Then, uh, hang on. I'm trying to get here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all left to right, isn't it? So, okay. So what you need to do, you need to bridge the gap between these two. Okay. And that's, and that, and that is really, is it the nuts in the nutshell, what, what you're going to be doing? So, um, uh, Okay, so the other thing is most professionals want to reduce future injury risk. Okay, and that's what you should be thinking as an athlete, and that's what I should be thinking for my calf, and and if you if you've got injuries or anything like that, that's what you should be thinking. I mean, it's just you know because at the end of the day, we want to stay healthy. You know, we're not. It's not like we're you know in a war thing where. I've got to save John in the other trench, and, and I, I've got a lot of total respect for anyone who's, who's in in that type of situation. But we are talking about sports at the end of the day. It's not the be all end all. Um, there is life after sport, you know. But um, 
so if you want to keep playing, if you want to keep running uh, or performing, then pay attention. Very, very simple, really. And we're all, and so you've got to do preventative maintenance. We, we do, we do some kind of preventative maintenance, don't we, with our health protocol. Okay, that's, and that's very, very important as well. But um, you've got to be looking at doing of when you get the injury, you've got to plan out how it's gonna, how it's all gonna, you know, you've got to, you've got to be adaptable. You've got to be flexible on your on your route to being fully fit again. But you've got to, you have got to plan it. Okay, and understand that everybody will train differently. Okay, everyone's injury profile is different. Yeah, you know, really yeah, and and it's, it's again. I use the word unique. We're all unique. Some will be quick. Some will be slow. Some will take the. You know, so you never know until you do it. So get the right coach. Get the right training program. Find the right professionals that are right for you. That you understand easily. And and everything's congruent, you know. Everything falls into place. Doesn't always work that way, I know. But um... there's a there's a there's a, a young guy that plays rugby for the Sharks in Durban. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's a fullback. He's a he's a prodigy, basically. He's, and he's he's really a young he's, he's youngster, but he's 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 electrifying, and he's a real prodigy. And yeah, you, know, you think about these rugby players. They, they put their bodies through so much. Yet, now that they've been under lockdown for so long and they haven't played for an extended period of time, these guys are itching to play. And just before the first game back in for the, it was, a, it was like a, it was an exhibition match, okay? Yeah, I mean, yeah, all yeah. those things are exhibition matches, but it was an exhibition match. He picked up an injury, which means he's out for about six months now. Four to uh. six months. Yeah, and and on top of that, he's been touted as a as a as a future Springbok, and there's a very good chance that if the Springboks do play rugby this year, he would have been included in that team. Yeah. So imagine what's going through this young kid's mind right now. He's out for the season. He can't play now. Mm. And you know, for the rest of it, quickly learn. Oh yeah, but the, the oh, good thing he's, done. he's come. He's come. He's gone. He's got anything. Because I've been out so long, I'm going to do doubly as good. Yeah, doubly as good. Double the amount of effort in sprint. But the good thing, the good thing is, is he's got a very good team around him. The Sharks yeah, have yeah, a yeah. very good rehabilitation and medical team. You know, um, health and fitness recovery team and stuff like that. I know I've in the past I've worked with some of them. But um, good afternoon, guys. I'm waving to Brian. Hello, Brian. My fellow referee, saying, "Come on, so <laughs> good afternoon, so, Brian." So. What's that? I said good afternoon, Brian. So, um, yeah, I spoke to him on the phone earlier. So, uh, um, okay, so just just wrapping up now, um, because we've been on 39 minutes, it's longer than I really wanted to go to. You know, when, when, you've, when you've got an injury, you've got some decisions to make. Make sure you make wise decisions. Um, use your intuition, use your gut feeling, but don't rely totally on your own. Take advice, speak to people. Be aware of what's happening with your body and with the program that you take on to get fit again. Okay, don't forget the plan. Um, you need to understand. You need to understand the the pain stage. You need to understand rehab and what you're going to have to do. Don't overdo it. Educate yourself about your own injury and what you need to do. Be curious. Follow, follow any protocols that. 
people give you now whether it's a team team doctor uh, a surgeon uh, it could be a physiotherapist it could be a say a strength and conditioning coach or a fellow professional because maybe they've gone through it before so uh, don't don't rush things don't try and come back too early um, remember what I said for the third time and that is you could be ready to train but you're not ready to perform don't rush rush things I respect the injury to your body as well respect is a big thing and, and the biggest thing is about respecting yourself and um, and remember it's a fine balancing act okay so with that Warren is there anything you're going to say before we wrap it up no thank you all done okay so be careful out there What's it say? <laughs> What's it? Hill Street Blues. What's that? Hill Street Blues. <laughs> be careful out there. Yeah. yeah, be careful out there. Hill Street Blues. You know, yeah, so uh, big bad people out there. Be careful out there. <laughs> and most of them are females. No, I don't mean that. I'm only joking. So, um, lovely. So, uh, great. Well, uh, we're as I say, this is the last of the health angle. Uh, just to let you know, if you're coming on late. Um, we are going to do other things. We're going to do them on various days, and they're going to be much shorter, more short, sharp, and, and, and to the point. Uh, Friday, Fridays are still staying the same with uh, HealthyLife.tv. And on Wednesdays, we're going to do entrepreneurial stuff, mindset and business and, and things like that. So we need to mix it up a bit. So um, looking forward to that. So next Wednesday will be business, mindset, and entrepreneurship. So have a great day, everyone, and we'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye now. Take care, everyone. See you later.